Welcome in. It is the PFF betting podcast. We are turning the page from week four NFL, week five of college football. This is the uh, look ahead early week line and spread action for both NFL and college football. But first, we're going to recap, Eric, just a little bit about how uh, some of the PFF betting tools did heading out of week four NFL, week five college football. How did, you know, the player props and green line uh, fare at this point? Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, You look at the player props. um, If you bet one unit on everything that had uh, even a positive edge, it lost 14 units, which is interesting. If you bet in proportion to the edge was up 38.9 units. So we got a lot of the big bets correct, uh, but a lot of like, you know, sort of small edges uh, did not go through. That was the almost the exact same thing in college football. We were up uh, four, four units if you flat staked everything, 20 units if you bet with the edge. And then in NFL, we were up 12 one hundredths of a unit if you bet everything flat. Uh, and 8.6 if you bet with the edge. So that was it was a good week overall. Not obviously, you know, not every bet hits. Uh, tonight against the, the Las Vegas Raiders gave uh, the Chargers a little bit of a scare there, but ultimately they were handled. Justin Herbert, uh, a fantastic uh, player from what, you know, somebody that we were always down on a little bit, uh, but uh, he came through. Um, but even tonight uh, on Monday Night Football, if you flat staked everything, you're up eight units uh, on the props. So, um, you know, and it would have been more had Derek Carr not thrown that interception at the end there. Yeah, that was a that was a tough beat for me at the end, that interception prop. But uh, you know, it wasn't bad other than that. I do think I had basically the best college football betting weekend I've had in definitely in twenty twenty one, but it has been in quite some time, uh, college football especially. So I do think Green Line was kind of locked in at least uh when I was betting early in the week. I do triply try and bet, you know, the NCA action on Monday before we record this podcast. So I do have a lot of those bets already locked in for week six here. Um, but we will see, you know, how, what, what happens, but the tools have felt, uh, on, we do have, we have made some updates with our PFF player props tool as well. You can see some historical information for every single player, uh, listed in there. If they've had previous props, you can look that up relatively easily, see both the opening and closing lines. So a lot of enhancements are going to continue to happen, uh, with those betting tools. Make sure you continue to check those out. If you don't have a PFF elite subscription, make sure you lock that in now. Uh, like Eric said, it has been, uh, relatively hot in week four, week five of college football, and I only think that's going to continue on moving forward. But let's move on, Eric. I know we got some early week college football action here. We can maybe talk a little bit about uh, Circa Sports has dropped some odds to win uh, various college conference tournaments, and then we can maybe talk a little bit about the NFL at the end. I know you and George had a pretty solid uh, spread picks article come out again. A lot of plays uh, for early week betting, so make sure you check that out at pff.com. But how are you kind of seeing uh, you know, some of these circa uh, conference championship odds. It's kind of interesting. Maybe we'll start with the big conference, Georgia, uh, minus 120 favorite to win the SEC at this point, Alabama plus 108. How are we kind of seeing that from our, you know, college football simulation perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense that those two teams would be the highest ones. I think we're a little bit uh, different, though, than they are. I mean, we have Alabama with a 51% chance to win the conference, Georgia with a 31% chance. So clearly we would be, be we would be, we wouldn't bet minus 108, right? So that's not an edge. Uh, you might bet the no on Georgia or just wait uh, until the until they face each other in the SEC title game and just bet aside. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. I, I had never, you know, I, I did know that Georgia was closing ground and on some of the square books, like, you know, DraftKings, 
they are behind Alabama. But, you know, you look at the college ball playoff odds. I mean, Alabama's plus 160. Georgia's plus 135. If you look, you know, our simulation right now gives Alabama a 38% chance to win it all. And, you know, th there are some weirdnesses. We, we would make it plus 160, which is about right here. But Georgia being plus 135, which we just don't see that, you know, like we, you know, Georgia could lose two more games, including the SEC title game. And, you know, my thought process would they be in, but that doesn't, I don't know. I mean, and, and the other, you know, elephant in the room is, is Cincinnati, our simulation still, like we haven't updated our rule structure. I mean, we, we have Cincinnati, you know, uh, around 5% chance, which I think a lot of people would scoff at. But the fact of the matter is, it's hard to win all your games. They have to win all their games to get in. And there's no guarantee that if they win all their games, they're going to make it over a one-loss team, uh, you know, let's say like Ohio State. Like, let, let's give me a scenario, Ben. If Iowa, who we actually have favored to win the Big Ten, if Iowa wins out and then wins the Big Ten, and well, well, well Iowa wins out and then loses, let's say, in the Big Ten title game to Ohio State, right? Those yeah. two teams both get in, right? Um, I would say no. I would say only if Iowa beats Ohio State to both those teams get in. It would have to be kind of a relatively close game. I don't think if Iowa loses uh, in the Big Ten title game to Ohio State that both those teams are going to get in. I don't think I don't see that uh, playing out just with. So they're a know, one loss team. And yeah. If they're a one loss team and they and that loss is losing to Ohio State. And let me make sure they're in separate. Yeah, because I. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, they, are, so they, they face each other in at Lucas Oil, and they and Ohio State beats them, and it's close. And let's say let's say Oklahoma falters. Oklahoma doesn't have a loss. Like, the, I'm trying to make the case for why Cincinnati doesn't have really that big of a chance. Let's say Oklahoma wins out, right, and they win the Big Twelve, and Georgia and Alabama meet each other in the big in the SEC title game, and it's not an embarrassment for either team. Yeah, so both of those teams get in basically, and then then, then obviously whoever wins the Big Ten, assuming it's not a two loss team, is probably going to get in, right? Right, exactly. If, if and, Oklahoma falters, though, I still think like if Oklahoma falters and Iowa lo like loses to Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, like or Michigan too, Michigan doesn't have a loss either. If the if that happens, let me make sure Michigan doesn't have a loss. They do not have a loss. So, it, it, one of two of those teams could get in, right? If it's one of those situations where, and I know Michigan plays Ohio State, uh, you know, so let's Toward say season, let's yeah. say Michigan and Iowa make it to the Big Ten title game. Like, do both of those teams make it? Maybe depending upon their form, right? Yeah, and I think I think maybe the more interesting conversation is the Big Twelve, right? Because I do think, um, you know, with where those odds are at and to win the Big Twelve championship game, uh, Circa has it at minus one twenty four, Texas at plus one ninety three. Obviously, Texas already does have uh, the loss. one early loss to Arkansas. Um, maybe if they, you know do pull off the upset against Oklahoma in that Big 12 title game, I do think that's where we would see uh, two teams outside of the SEC that could yeah. potentially uh, be justified to make it um, into the college football playoff. I don't yeah. think it's going to happen in the Big 10. Um, even, you know, I think the only way that happens is if Ohio State loses in the Big 10 title game yeah. uh, and, and hasn't lost before that, and it's a really close game or something. But I just, I think that if... If you know Iowa and Ohio State go into the Big Ten title game, 
no losses on their record. Even if Iowa covers, I think they're. I just don't think they have uh, the notoriety in college football to get in as the one loss team that lost their big lost the conference championship game uh, to get in over you yeah. know anybody else. It's kind of how I see it. But yeah, that's that's kind of the difficulty with modeling this problem, right? Because there is this like human dynamic that is just really tough to not only yeah, gauge mean, but fully seen, understand, right? We've never seen a regular. I mean, I think it's either one or zero. Two lost regular season teams have made it. No team out of the out of the essentially the way we do it in our simulation. It's like all these criterion that everybody has met, right? So mm-hmm. either you know you either win your conference title with one loss, you don't make your conference title game with one loss, but you're an amazing team from like a Elo perspective. Right. We've seen that happen before. Um, you lose the conference title game, but that is your one loss, right? Yep. Like a lot, what was that Georgia one year? I believe that was yep. it. Um, yep. You know, you or and you're a power five team or Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame is a power five team, but they're not in the conference. So, like the hard part is, is like the number of simulations where like four teams don't meet that criteria. Then yeah, uh, Cincinnati, who is our sixth ranked team on the power rating, eighteen points better than the average team on neutral field, just over over Florida then yeah, Cincinnati makes it in those cases, right? But like, that's kind of what I'm talking about, which is I've put together some really stringent things, which is, you know, I'm not letting two lost teams in the college ball playoff, right? right? I'm not letting X, Y, and Z happen. And it still only gives Cincinnati a 3% chance. Right. And I think that that's kind of the issue, right? Like this thing is designed for power five. Now, if they go either way and say, look, we're going to give Cincinnati a chance, then fine, but it would be unprecedented. And right. and when you model things, you have to be careful about that because if you give Cincinnati, you know, let's say, let's say you give them a twenty five percent chance, then you leave yourself open to the no on a lot of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, you know, Iowa to win exactly the the title, and that's not a good modeling practice either. Right. So that that's kind of where I'm at um, here. We don't like Georgia that much. Um, compared to the market, um, but we still have them as the second highest team to make the college ball playoff as well as to win it. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. I do think you hit on it, right? It would have to be some sort of like unprecedented shift for this particular year where they're finally like, okay, fine, let's give a group of five team uh, a chance. Let's see how they actually stack up one of these times. Maybe we've been making a mistake the whole time. And then, you know, if Cincinnati potentially gets embarrassed in the college football player for something, uh, they'll go back to what we have seen previously. But it's really hard to actually model uh, that mindset or mentality shift happening uh, in any sort of predictive model at this point. So I definitely agree with you. I do think it is, um, you know, an interesting question. But I do think that, uh, you know, 5% or even less for Cincinnati to get in is probably uh, a justifiable number at this point, even less so. So I do agree with you quite a bit. How do you how do you see some of these other conferences, maybe like the Big Ten, Big 12, uh, priced in comparison to Circa? Yeah, very, uh, I, I think I like a lot of these lines here. Um, there are some opportunities here, of course. Um, you know, the one that's really interesting to me, uh, if you look at, let me, let me open this up a little bit here. You look at, let's say, uh, the the pack. well, even like, yeah, let me, if you look at the pack 12 you get a lot of like kind of a flat distribution here. So you have Oregon, plus 172 Oregon, who we had outside the top 15 going into last week, losing to Stanford. If Arizona State at plus 215, that's the one 
that I think has a chance. Then you have UCLA, a team that has gotten a lot of fanfare and is only three and two. Our under tickets are very much alive. Hopefully, um, hopefully. Oregon at, at 10 to one, Utah roughly 10 to one. Where we make this, uh, and you can do this really easily on the PFF uh, NCAA Power Rankings tool by doing a filter, where we have it is we have Arizona State at 22% uh, to win the conference. So not a bettable number there uh, at plus 215. We have Oregon at 18%. So, you know, that's a little bit uh, over 6 to 1. So, again, Oregon plus 172, not a bettable play. The one that we have that the market hates, and I got to go through why, USC at 26 to 1, we would make them, uh, you know, 14% to win the conference. Um, That's an interesting one, right? Because USC has two losses. um, But it's not like these teams, I mean, we're not even halfway through the season. It's not like these teams don't have. Uh, warts and USC can't sort of approach them, right? Like that's that's right. really, especially the teams that they've lost to Stanford, um, you know, a very State. flawed football team. Uh, Oregon State, very flawed football team. Although, um, you know, they they you know they they have some spunk to them. Last week, I was really impressed. We had them minus two and a half. They gave up two touchdowns in the span of a couple minutes with a turnover, and then just grinded out a win uh, coming from behind with ten points in the last like five minutes of the game. You know, we we give Oregon State an eleven percent chance. The betting markets not get you know ten to one. So you know maybe maybe something you you'd look at, but that's one that's really interesting to me because I think it while flat, it's giving way too much credence to an Oregon team and an Arizona State team, uh, especially in the case of Oregon, I don't think is all that good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and it's really going to come down to you know if USC beats Arizona State in Arizona State, right? Like at Arizona State Stadium, November 6th. I think that's obviously the spot. If Arizona State slips up again, that's the only way that Air, that's the only way that USC is going to catch them in that Pac-12 self and potentially get into the conference championship game. But like you said, it is completely wide open. Pac-12 has been wide open basically all year. So it'll be interesting to see that I don't hate USC. That was our position in the preseason hasn't necessarily been justified at this point, but I do think, you know, based on our simulation, maybe it's worth, you know, a little bit of a bet on Circa, but I do really like the fact that they have some of these lines. Can't find it at a lot of other books. Circa, yeah, of course, Circa really sharp book, a, so it's Circa where it's Sports at. deserves a lot of credit for having no bets and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, here's the last one I want to talk about, Ben, uh, because you're a sicko if you like this stuff, but we are sickos, so... Um, the Mountain West, okay? Right. The Mountain West right now, um, if you look, uh, we have, so Mountain West has Boise State plus 325, Nevada plus 330, Fresno State plus 356, San Diego State 6-1, to Wyoming 9-1, to Air Force 10-1. to We somehow have Air Force currently leading there right. at 31%. And that's kind of where we've been all. You and know, that's we, kind, of kind of where we've been in the, the whole time, right? I mean, yeah. they're you know, I mean, they're four and one overall, one and one in the conference. They could still win uh, the Mountain Com- West Conference. Basically, uh, don't have you know. A, depends on how you evaluate Boise State, right? We're we've been low on Boise State all season, in from the off season into now. They're one and one in the conference. Uh, not necessarily a heavy favorite, but they are the odds-on favorite in the Mountain West Conference. We've been lower on them, so I think just from that perspective, being in the same division as Air Force, uh, that's got to be made up somewhere. And I do think Air Force is probably the most likely team um, 
right now to get in. Utah State maybe as well, but uh, you know the rest of the the rest of the mountain side of that division, the, mount, the division is kind of uh, rough at this yeah. point. And but. you look at Fresno State just lost the game, uh, one that Greenline swept, money line side and total. Hawaii, you know, Hawaii at seventy five to one just beat Fresno State outright. Right. Um, you know, so we we you know don't necessarily like Fresno. Here's the thing about Boise: to date, they've had the twenty third hardest schedule in s in the. Uh, you know, 130 uh, FBS schools. That's the hardest in the Mountain West, but they have 49th hardest schedule remaining. That is also the hardest in the Mountain West. Um, Fresno second at 69. You know, when you look at you know, San, you, you look at Air Force 74th. Not that tough. Uh, you know, you look at San Diego State 88th. Again, like those might be worth flyers here. Um, you know, because I think. I don't necessarily think that this is well-priced. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a Week 5 offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a point, that's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Min $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Week 4 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team, player prop tool, which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Check out the highest graded players from week four and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week five. Right. I would definitely agree. I think, you know, the San Diego State Aztecs, they are a team, uh, haven't actually played a conference game right now. I do think they're kind of sneaky option uh, to potentially win the Midwest or the Mount West. So I, I don't mind that play either, but let's see. Let's move on just a little bit. I know we got to get some early week college football action. Your Coastal Carolina's Chanticleers are uh, road favorites up against Arkansas State. We also have Houston Tulane on Thursday night. Three more games sprinkled across Friday. Are you seeing any early week betting value on any of these five spots that we have coming up this week, Eric? Yeah, man. I look. Last week we had the Chanticleers. They were so. Last year we actually didn't have the Chanticleers. Um, we had Louisiana Monroe. It was like thirty-four and a half. Um, we showed a little bit of value on uh, Louisiana Monroe. There was money on Louisiana Monroe, and ultimately Green Line at close did not show a value. That's exactly, I guess, what you want, uh, especially when you're you know uh, going in front of a bus like the Chanticleers. You like some you know market resistance going your way and ending up not having to bet the game. Um, this week, though, we like the road Chanticleers uh, at, at minus uh, 19. Uh, I'd probably play it out to like, you know, 20, 21. 20.5? Yeah. 20.5, yeah. And I'm going to certainly go bet that. Um, I think our true number for that game would be something more like 25, so we do regress to the market. 
Um, so that, that's just something uh, to notice. The other one that we do like, this is the second straight week, um, we have the Houston Cougars. Um, the Houston Cougars are laying six. It was three and a half. Um, I'm pretty sure you and I, Ben, got it at three and a half, right? Oh um, yeah, last week we did for the Houston Cougars, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we had Houston, but they they were only they were only favored by a couple, you know, three and a half points when this whole thing opened, and now it's six, um, you know, against the Tulane Greenway. Tulane blown out last week by what Eastern Carolina, I think, right? Yeah. Um. So this is another one where uh, we like the favorites. So a couple favorites on Thursday night, uh, a couple road favorites even. Um. And I know you do the podcast with Anthony. Uh, one game that we show value on that I absolutely refuse to bet at this point uh, is our Charlotte 49ers mm-hmm. going to Florida International. Charlotte's favored by three and a half. Florida International has stuck it to us when we Multiple them times already. All, Multiple. All season. And I think they lost like a... The one game they did actually cover, but they lost like a 17-point lead and we had to sprinkle the money line on them at like plus 300 one game. Right. Right. Like, I would think it was one of those directional Michigan schools. Um, last week, they were close for a while, and then they got blown out. Um, I probably I did will not end up bet betting this, but week. I can't tell anybody else to go through what we're going to go through. Betting right. FIU Friday night, getting three and a half against the 49ers. Um, a big game in the in the Pac-12. We don't see value on it, uh, but Stanford going to Arizona State. Um, if anything, we probably lay the points at Arizona State. Stanford. Uh, a team that has been competitive, even with teams like UCLA, has won outright against two, uh, you know, USC as well as Oregon. But I don't necessarily think they have the goods uh, to win, you know, consistently here. Yeah, I definitely, I would lean probably toward the over 52, even if it comes down to 51 and a half uh, in that Stanford-Arizona State game. I think that might be the only uh, play that we're probably going to be on if the market moves a little bit further down. Uh, I think that might be a spot to watch, but yeah, I'm with you. I don't think I could uh, be paid enough money to bet Florida International, so I'm just not going to, I'm not doing it this week. I don't even, I'm not even going to let you convince me to Friday uh, after, you know, Thursday night football goes well, after our college football bets go well, I'm not betting Florida international uh no matter what kind of uh trip you put on me so i think that is where i'm at uh on this thursday friday slate but do you see any early early week value for saturday i know uh, anthony and i are going to talk about it on friday but is there anything else you like i know maybe uh you mentioned uh nebraska at some point in time against michigan what side of the game are you on for that one yeah i mean we like michigan plus three here nebraska is actually nebraska is actually like Sorry, Michigan minus three. Nebraska yep. has played well. I mean, we I had them on the live show. Um, I took Northwestern uh, getting double digits, and I, I didn't think Nebraska should be getting double digits. And Nebraska deserved to get double digits there because they blew out Northwestern. They, I mean, the fact that Illinois uh, has really not beaten a team after Nebraska except for Charlotte uh, is telling um, that how weird that first week loss was, but Nebraska's really rallied and had a respectable season since. Uh, and, you know, n- not that many people are calling for Scott Frost's head. That being said, you're selling them at the highest point there. So right. I-, I like that one a lot. Um, you know, the you know USC versus Utah laying through with USC seems like a little bit of a value there. Um, you're either going to, they've always seemed to either win the game going away or, or lose. Uh, and, and so that'll be kind of interesting to see uh, where they go there. Um, and the last one, and this is, again, this is just going to 
um, lean in on how much I think Wisconsin sucks, but I'm going to take Illinois getting 10 at home against the Badgers. Amazing yeah. that they went at the beginning of the season from getting eight and a half on open um, to basically what, six and a half on close against Nebraska. And Wisconsin is only power ranked, maybe a few points better than that. Uh, a far fall for the Badgers. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I do think my favorite bet on the weekend, though, uh, right now, uh, team we've basically, you know, been betting all season, all season long. Liked them quite a bit in the offseason. You mentioned them already, but the Iowa Hawkeyes only minus two and a half at home against Penn State. I think this line should be closer to three and a half. So if it's still at that minus two point five price, I think that is my favorite bet of this college football weekend. But we will see how it breaks down. Uh, week six, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, we appreciate all you guys listening in. Make sure you check out all the great tools we have at pff.com. Check out uh, Eric and George's spread picks article for NFL. They got a lot of great value plays already. Have been just basically eating up the closing line value. So make sure you lock that in early week. Uh, check out Green Line. NFL is going to be up early on Tuesday morning uh, and giving you some great value. So from Ben Brown, joined by Eric. Year. We appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.